This week on the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast, we are going to talk about Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. These two great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition. Excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Welcome to episode 13, I think. Yep, lucky 13. Lucky 13 of the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Jeremy. With me is co host Nick. What's up? And we are three this week with Rail Splitter Mary. Mary, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? We are great. Awesome. I shouldn't say we are great. I can speak for myself. I am great. <laughs> I'm great. Why? Do I come across down? You do not. You okay. come across as very cheerful. I behaved myself at the meeting today, too. Uh, Nick and I were in a meeting at work today. and For the most part. I'd give like a C plus. That's pretty damn good for me. <laughs> Several times That's you said, for you know me, I'm kind of cynical, so I'm trying not to sound <laughs> like a cynic. But uh, I was pushing really hard to like uh, not do anything on PD days. I kind of yeah, realized this yeah. is where that came PD, across. PD, professional development. This is all teacher talk. Sorry. Uh, we did want to start the show today. There's all kinds of Civil War and Lincoln news with monuments and all kinds <laughs> of stuff like that, which we've talked about quite a bit. Kind of an interesting side story, I guess, to that uh, that came out this week. Uh, ESPN had someone scheduled to do the... Espen. The Espen. At ESPN. Uh, I don't know if it was one, two, or three. They had someone scheduled to do the play-by-play for the University of Virginia football game, and the, the guy's name is Robert Lee. So they decided to take him off the Virginia game and put him on another game, uh, which I thought was... Stupid? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, the guy... like. It's just as, like he's not named after a Confederate general. It's not a monument to like he's a dude, and his name is Robert Lee. Lee being like I looked this up by the way, the most common last name for all Chinese Americans and all Korean Americans. So it's a very common name, and Robert obviously is a common name too. And the fact that his middle initial is not mentioned, and I don't know if it's E or not. I don't know. I don't. I, I think this may be a little. I'm pretty sensitive, and I think that might be a little oversensitive. Yeah, it's going too far. I think that's what I thought when I read the story. I mean, it's to the point where it almost like throws a little gasoline on the fire. You know, it, it, there's a lot of tension around right. it, a lot of talking back and forth, and then yep. you know, this is like almost. Um, it gives the other side ammunition where it didn't have to have it. I guess is what I'm saying. Right, like to to say that. They're, you know, they're so sensitive. They're so hypersensitive. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's that. And I mean, really at worst, what are we looking at? A meme maybe like, yeah. or a screenshot of the Virginia and Robert Lee. Like, I mean, it's, there's not gonna be a controversy. Like it's just a dude named Robert Lee. I didn't know the guy existed. Like the announcer guy. Right. I, and honestly, and I don't, if it wasn't Virginia, I don't yeah. think it would have even been a thing. Um, but I don't even know if I would have put it together. Has he put out a statement? I think he's kind of cool with it. Um, I don't think he really – he's like an up-and-comer, kind of like like just happy to get get a game, right? So, And he got put on a Pittsburgh game, which is a fairly big program. So, I don't know. I think he was fine with it from what he said. I mean, it's not like he's going to protest and say, like, you know, keep me – you know, it's, it's, a, it's just a weird 
weird situation. And I don't know. I think I'm all about taking the monuments down. You know. Yeah, I think they were trying to be in front of it instead of maybe thinking it through a little bit and right. made a rush of judgment. I mean, the guy has his own reputation. And mm-hmm. as far as I know, he seems to be a great guy. If so, his name were PGT Beauregard, that'd be a little different. His name's Robert. Yeah, that, would, like Robert. that would be an issue. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely make the connection. The guy, like Robert Lee, if I heard like, oh, yeah, sportscaster Robert Lee, I would not. And like, I'm a Civil War person i would like to read like I, I don't think i would have even been like oh yeah i don't even know if i would have made the connection because it's so out of context but then again it wasn't it, the game is in charlottesville so maybe that's it is in charlottesville yeah oh yeah university of virginia yeah UV, i don't know uva yeah i don't know about that one yeah. what if his name was uh beauregard that would be something yeah. else huh then i'd be like yeah that's clearly clearly they decided to name you that like i, I don't think robert lee's parents were like this is who you're named after. Um, so yeah, it's. I think it's a little. There, I'm sure there's. Isn't yeah. the isn't one of the sports? Isn't there a sportscaster named Thomas Jackson? Yeah. I feel like yeah. 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 He there just is. Like, yep. There is. He's the. Wasn't he part of like NFL primetime? Yeah. With so, Boomer. Yep. I love Thomas Jackson. Oh, yeah. I played for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. I'm like, uh, they would never see like. Might Civil, be a Hall of Famer. Civil War nerds are gonna be like, oh. Now you got to take Thomas Jackson off. Yeah, you got to take Stonewall away. Right, exactly. I did see a meme that yeah. he was like forced into retirement. Really? Because like his name was Thomas Jackson. Oh, yeah, really? I saw oh, that so. too. Yeah, oh, I saw that too. Oh, wow. I never, I didn't see that. I just brought that. Yeah, up. I saw it on Twitter. I don't know. Did you post it on Twitter, Mary? Or was I? It... I think I retweeted it. Okay. Wow. That is where I saw it. So, so yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. So, um, the uh, theme for today or today's topic is going to be Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Yeah, by the way, Nick and I were talking to a colleague of ours who just started watching the show. Listening. And, uh, or listening, sorry. Uh, and Nick's like, hey, so which, which one did you watch? He's like, oh, I, or which one did you listen to? He's like, I listened to the one about Lincoln. Uh, they're, all, they're all about Lincoln. Uh, and I'm like, like that's really? a good one. And he kind of looks at us like, you guys have an entire, show, entire podcast just on Lincoln? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, of course we do. Why would, why would we not? And then everybody in the meeting asked the name of it and immediately downloaded it on their phones. I did email it to the folks that were there. So that's not true, actually. I think they downloaded that one app where you could like take a picture of like a piece of paper and it turns it into a PDF file. That was more popular than the rail splitter at the meeting. It, it is pretty popular in the education field. So today we are going to talk about uh, the math. I'm going to call it a masterpiece. Uh, Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. Uh, the 2005 film with Academy Award in an Academy Award winning role, Daniel Day-Lewis as Abraham Lincoln. We may have one or two episodes or more about the movie just because we're huge fans. And I think that for those of you that are listening, it's probably a little easier to most of you probably have seen the movie one and you don't have to go pick up a 500 page book to get a handle on read what we're talking days. about. We're not going to we're going to recommend. Oh, yeah, you should read this book. Not that we. I'm not denying any of the recommendations we made. I think those are all great books, but um, I do think that uh, this is something that most of you probably have seen and can, you know, listen to and kind of hear where we're coming from. So, what we're going to do today for the format is each of us have chosen a scene, not necessarily our favorite scene, but just a scene that we wanted to talk about that we thought was kind of instrumental in the movie and talk about why we chose it, why it had an impact on us, and then the as a panel of three rail splitters, we'll break them down so i like the mood uh, music this is from the soundtrack we're, we're i love that soundtrack i i th- 
this is unique, perhaps. I don't know if anybody else does this, but this is on my running playlist for racing. Yep, mine too. Is it really? Wow. That's yep, yep. I, I listen to it. Um, if you ask my partner, um, he says that if John Williams could have a penny for every time I listen to that soundtrack, Wow. He'd be able to retire off how much I listen to that sound. Like really? It, like, I put it on repeat. Like, I, every year, or at least I try to every year run the, there's an Abraham Lincoln half marathon in Springfield. And I, like, try to time it so this is playing when I run by the house. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Dude, you can't laugh. We're in the, we're in That's the, awesome. We're, we're in Lincoln space here. So this, our listeners know who's the cool race player <laughs> yeah, now. No kidding. <laughs> and it's me. Um I won't name names. I'll let them make their own there's, decisions. There are no, there are no, there's no judging in Rail Splitter Nation, um, and I like it. It helps me. It wasn't out. between you and me. It's probably Mary. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so this song, in particular, I like to play when I'm running in front of Lincoln Home. So um, I don't I even have fun. words. I. I'm gonna so play, I'm gonna play this out. at work this moment. Can I get this tonight? I want to point out that, that two thirds of the people in this conversation listen to the Lincoln soundtrack while exercising. So I think that me- leaves yeah. you as the odd one out. That that's that in this sitting. You know what? I challenge the listeners to uh, you know email us, tweet us, and, and let me know if am I truly the odd one out, or are they <laughs> the odd ones out? When I and I will say this when I'm exercising, and I'm not like a really intense workout person but you know like everybody's got their headphones on and they're all serious and doing their thing and like i either have an audiobook a podcast or stuff like that on there so like and I, I, I st- i'm still understand. like trying to look intense that's, like i'm all into it yeah, like that's me meanwhile i've got some nice person reading reading to me in my I, head <laughs> i listen to the the band the beards <laughs> this is true sometimes when i run well i haven't ran in a while but um <laughs> every song's about beards really yeah wow that's a true story <laughs> all right uh, and we may actually we have in the works a music episode coming up, so stay tuned for that. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm sure stressed that the, about that. I'm the debates on that will be heated. So um, why don't we just start with Mary? Why don't we? Um, I don't know if we're even in the order of the film, but I think everybody, hopefully, everybody's familiar with it. I'm just going to say, like, if for some reason you're wanting to avoid spoilers for a movie that's got a very clear ending, I, there's going to be spoilers, I guess, in this conversation so it's history consider yourself one i'm just i'm trying to be nice when you talk in movies you always want to let people know spoiler alert spoiler alert (laughs) spoiler properly administered he dies in the end but oh don't ruin game of thrones for me and i haven't watched it okay (laughs) so mary which uh which scene did you choose and why and we'll kind of chat about chat about it well when you first said like pick a pick a favorite scene i was like really this is my favorite movie and so I sat down to watch it and I was watching it and I had, you know, three, four, five different scenes, but I finally narrowed it down to Petersburg. Um, when he starts off riding on the horse after the battle and he's seeing the bodies of the men and you can see the emotion on his face. And there's one part where he just, he doffs his hat to them and it's such a powerful scene. There's no words in it, but it's just so powerful. And then immediately after that, he's talking to General Grant. And the conversation they have is just, it's one that when I first saw the movie, it stuck out in my mind. And I remember, you know, Lincoln saying, you know, he's talking about if Jeff Davis just turned tail and went to Britain. And he's talking about how he just wants to move on from the war. And it reminded me so much of the second inaugural with his, with malice toward none, with charity to all. And it's just, let's bind up the nation's wounds 
and move on. And to me, that scene sticks with me the most of any in the movie. I agree. It's extremely powerful. And I think a lot of this, you know, um, obviously there's tons of respect for Daniel Day-Lewis, but I think scenes like that are more of a nod to Steven Spielberg. And I really kind of, after the, I don't know, 15th whatever viewing I'm on, how they how he chose to tell the story him um doris kearns goodwin who contributed uh was it tony kushner the the uh, screenwriter like how they decided to do all that and, and tell the story to me is very intriguing this scene specifically no i agree i mean it is a very moving scene um you know especially when you get stats so much across without any dialogue is always powerful and masterful mm-hmm. um you know, the actor's got to play his part, but definitely, you know, the DP and the director um, putting all that together. Look at you pulling out the technical terms. The, the guy <laughs> running the camera and the lighting. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting, too, because the early stills that they released in the early kind of production, um, you know, little blurbs and different entertainment magazines and whatever, always kind of showed the extras that they had on the the battle scenes and I was thinking, wow, this is going to be interesting, but really there's only one actual battle scene at the mm-hmm. very beginning. And it's more of just kind of a mood setter. And then there's the Peter, the Petersburg scene, um, which is, I agree, Mary, it's so powerful, but you know, cause in many ways, one, like you have a, the, the president like literally traveling through, I don't know, not long after the battle ended. Um, and, the way that that Daniel Day-Lewis showed that emotion without saying any words um, of the character, really, not just the moment, was was super powerful. Um, I don't want to get too non-serious, but Mm -hmm. uh, the casting of Grant, thoughts? Mm. Well... Well, actually, before we get to that point, let's let's listen in a little bit on that scene, um, and we'll kind of talk about that in a second. Maybe two seconds. Sorry. That was him on the horse. (laughs) You're ten years older than you were a year ago. Some weariness has bit at my bones. I've never seen the like of it before, what I've seen today. I've never seen the like of it before. You always knew that, what this was going to be. Intimate and ugly. You must have needed to see it close when you decided to come down here. So that is a great little exchange there, and I, it doesn't really play well in the podcast world, but that <laughs> sitting in silence for a little bit in the pensive nature and the you know the reflective nature of that moment in the movie and that scene specifically. Um, and I think that that really shows a lot about the script because Lincoln and Grant have extremely little screen time, you know, a matter of minutes. But that shows the relationship so well. It shows the moment so well. There's not a lot of words. Um, 
you know, you've got the background noise with the horse and the sunset and the lighting and all of that. But really, as far as Grant and Lincoln go in the film, uh, you have the Lincoln's line about how his trust in him is marrow deep, and you have this exchange here. And that's really about it between the two characters, but you still get a feel for the two of them and how they relate to each other, which leads us to what Nick brought up with the casting. What are your thoughts on the casting, Nick? I don't like it. <laughs> Just visually, I really don't like it. I feel like he, he's got too many like line creases in his face, um, and he comes off like too angry, mm-hmm. like too cranky, almost angry. Uh, than what I feel Grant truly was. Right, and this is I mean, you know, Grant's kind of a sensitive dude, actually, a little bit. Um, You know, he didn't feel great about it. I think Grant always felt that he realized how the war had to be fought. He wasn't happy doing it, but he knew that's what had to be done to Mm. win the war. And then my biggest beef with him is truly his face. (laughs) I I don't like your face. (laughs) I felt, and then I felt he played him too angry. The poor, the guy had about... Six minutes max screen time. Yeah, I know. Still, <laughs> still angers me. I will tell you my story about it. I felt when I first read the casting, whatever, you know, they released who was playing whom, um, I knew Jared Harris from Mad Men, and he, did, and he played kind of a weaselly, weak kind of guy. Interesting character, fantastic job acting. But I was like, man, I... I don't know if I can see him as Ulysses Grant. And I thought he pulled it off. When I saw the movie, it did take me a while to kind of push out the the nerdy British ad guy from Mad Men, um, which I was trying not to, you know, do that crossover. I had the same issues with Tommy Lee Jones, but um, I thought he was okay. I thought his the gruff nature of his voice kind of fit the character. Um I mean, obviously, Jared Harris is very talented. So, I don't know. Mary, what did you think? I, like, as a fan of Mad Men, I was kind of surprised at the casting. But then when I saw him, it was much like you, Jeremy. It was the gruffness of his voice. And he just, to me, he fit the role perfectly. And I li- I did like him as Grant. Maybe it might be so with the makeup artist then. So. <laughs> the lines on his face. <laughs> He came off like too he, angry to me. I felt like he was too angry. Maybe maybe I don't know Grant as well as I think. That's definitely possible. Uh, you know what? I'll, another casting that bothered me is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I did not like uh. that. Because, you know, like you're watching, you forget it's Daniel Day-Lewis. You're watching, you forget it's Sally Field. Tommy Lee, at first, it's kind of like, oh, this is Tommy Lee. But then by the end, you forget it's Tommy Lee Jones. And then, But with, with him, it's like, this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And I like him too as an mm-hmm. actor, and I'm just like, yeah, you just you didn't do it, you know, you, you had a bad game. I don't know. That's just my. This favorite. is this is disagree with Nick. Let's just title this episode. This is where we disagree with Nick on everything. <laughs> I thought I think he's great, um, and I thought he was. I I thought that there was such a nice contrast between the way he interacted with Abraham Lincoln's character, Daniel Lewis's character, and Tad Lincoln. Like you see that big brother, the advocacy, the you know love for Tad, and you also see the ambition, frustration, animosity in a way, you know, angstiness toward his father, while still just just underneath the surface, wanting to please him so badly. Um, I didn't get as much of his relationship with Mary Todd. It was very 
you know, affectionate and, and it was, I thought it was fine, but I thought, I thought there was a lot of nuance in his performance with how he looked at Tad and how he looked at his father. Um, I thought it was weird that Joseph Gordon Lovett was looking at Tad that way since it felt like Joseph Gordon Lovett. Okay. So you couldn't get this. <laughs> yeah. They hired a famous person to be in a and to be in a major Hollywood film. Imagine that. Hey, hey, Daniel Day-Lewis pulled off and I don't even like the guy. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm team Liam just for a record. Whatever. Team Liam whatever. Neeson. Um, Method acting, I don't get. Is it really even acting? I would if you get a tooth pulled out on set and it's a scene, that ain't acting. That's like living. This is like obscure Daniel Day-Lewis trivia. <laughs> that wasn't him. That was more Dustin Hoffman, actually. Okay. But in my left foot, he did make everybody carry him around. Come on. That's a little ridiculous. I, mean, I don't know. The guy won three Academy Awards, and he hasn't been in a whole lot of movies. So I'm with it. Um, oh, come, I can't. Getting, don't even get me started on that. Okay. <laughs> getting getting back to um, <laughs> the topic that we're here to talk about. All right. Sorry. Real Splitter Nick. Um, no, I, I I was okay with the, you know, and and it's I don't think it's fair necessarily to look at casting and be like, yeah, but you were in something else. You know, that's not. I don't want to base their performance because I knew, you know, I'm like, hey, you were you were Robin in Dark Knight Forever, Dark Knight Return, Dark Knight Rises. Um, so now I can't look at you as Robert Todd Lincoln. I don't know. I, to me, yeah. oh, my biggest beef with Grant was truly the faith. I felt he played him a little too angry. Mm-hmm. So that that is my honest beef there. Um, you know, I understand trying to find an actor in 2017 that has the acting chops that will also look like Grant. I, I get that. Um, but you know, it's just something that kind of, when I watch it, bothers me a little. So I'm kind of being a little negative about it. Um, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't. The Robert Todd thing, I, I don't know. <laughs> it bugs me that scene where, like, you know, he's visiting the soldiers in the hospital, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I feel like he plays it a little too wimpy. Robert Todd, there. That's just my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. So I'm speaking my truth. <laughs> The only other actor that I thought maybe could have played Grant, and this is going to sound kind of cliche, was Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah. yeah that would be. That was, that by the way, I just want to applaud everybody for not saying like they had to be American. Because a lot of people are like, what? We got two British guys playing the two biggest figures in the Civil War. Like, yeah, they did a great job. So, Oh, yeah. I, I, I got no problem know, with that. Yeah. Um, he might have done better if you played him British, but, you know. Yeah, he's like, this is an interesting <laughs> twist on, on Grant. Yeah, I think, yeah, Russell, but it's, that's the other thing, too. He's got, what, eight lines? So, you know. Oh, it yeah. didn't ruin the movie for me at all. No, no. And I, yeah. by the way, that scene, that the Soldier's Hospital scene, I think is awesome. Which one? The Soldier's Hospital. Where, oh, yeah. You know, it, yes. Especially yeah. from a writing Lincoln, standpoint. Lincoln in there, going in there, all that's cool. Like, when he enters, kind of how he handles that. And, like, I'm all right with the scene where, like, Robert's still sitting in the carriage. Mm-hmm. and that stuff and then i felt like it was like almost too cliche like the thing comes with the blood dripping and then you go uh, like yeah. i wish we kind of cut that out i do like the exchange where there's that anger between them mm-hmm. and then i really love like yeah. he just smacks him in the face you're like oh yeah damn. and then i do like that i, I think the thing that kind of rubs me wrong there is the, the blood thing and kind of how that's played afterwards yeah i don't think that's needed in I mean, we're just nitpicking the hell out of the movie. I'm nitpicking, nitpicking the hell out yeah. of the movie. But, um, I, th- what I like about that scene It's probably is, because I literally just finished a half hour ago. <laughs> I think that scene's a good example for the entire movie in that you have three hours max to tell the story of the 
most mythic, the biggest, the most arguably most important figure in American history. How, you know, how do you do it? The, the, the one great choice was we're not going to make this a four-year-long movie or a 50-whatever-year-long movie. So they pick an episode that shows him very well. And they also put in scenes, short scenes most of the time, that showed key elements of Lincoln's relationship with others, his relationship with Grant, his relationship with Mary Todd Lincoln, with Robert Lincoln, uh, Seward, his cabinet, on and on and on. And, and you get a feel, the viewer gets a feel for his relationship with his sons. Like the scene you were talking about where he goes in and, and Tad is looking at pictures of of slaves and he says, I miss Willie. And, you know, Lincoln says, I do too. And he climbs on his shoulders and he lifts him up. That scene's like probably less than a minute mm-hmm. and so deep. There's so much it's going powerful. on there. Right. And you can know nothing about Lincoln. You can be like, you know some facts. He lost his son, but you also see him as a father. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him, you know, the emotional side of things. They bring in him looking at slaves, and you know, and I, and even to the point where the, when he grabs onto that, the back of that chair, I always get the feeling of like they're showing, you know, he's got that legendary strength, you know, and he just kind of picks picks up the kid on his back. I just, you know, it's things like that, and I think the Soldier's Home is a good example. Petersburg is a good example. Short scenes being very economical with the time obviously for the running time but you really man just so powerful especially petersburg and i think that was a great choice mary to talk about thank you yeah i mean one of something i put down when i was watching it one of my notes is they let it wasn't a movie about abraham lincoln it was a movie about abraham lincoln and the relationships that he had and the struggles um that he had coming to the making the decisions he had to make you know, they let like um, they gave all these characters their moment to shine um, and kind of understand that relationship. You know, Mary Todd has her moments. You know, Stevens has his moments. Um, you know, they're even given like those Union soldiers at the very beginning uh, of the movie kind of their moment to develop that character and then kind of let Lincoln or Daniel Day Lewis, however you want to look at it, play off that, which is sometimes in these biography movies, you know, you get the person. And it's like center stage the whole time. And I didn't feel like Lincoln was thrown at a scene after scene after scene after scene. He shares a lot of these scenes with these other actors. And it really is a great cast. It's a fantastic cast. And they all pretty much nail it. Um, so, And I love that, how they let the supporting characters flourish and we get to see those relationships. While still telling a story. Yes. Like there's still yeah. a clear, yeah, there's like a clear plot in a, in a sequence of events and a climax and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So like the, they do that while still showing those really and developing the characters because essentially the movie's a month long at the most right so like but you still see that development and um they still are able to talk about things that happened before um and kind of the the evolution of the abolition movement you know there's that line from tommy lee jones like oh how you long to say that to me and it's like you kind of get the whole backstory of their relationship i just think it's well done and i think the petersburg scene is a is a great example of being efficient with running time, dialogue, and then just the filmmaking, the cinematography of it all. But still, like that was—I'm sure that was per second one of the most expensive scenes of any movie made, right? Especially certainly when they didn't have any digital effects. All the extras filming it, you know, getting the conditions right, the lighting right, you know, and his the way that it that it went went. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean. 
when you do a period piece, there's so much just in the, you know, the outfits they're wearing and money involved and detail. Ugh, mind-boggling. Stresses me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, shall we, shall we move on to your scene? Mary, you, you, you picked a scene and we like talked about the entire movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do I want to go? I got I got three written down, but I guess we'll we'll have to do this. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with a I guess a scene I kind of it's already been mentioned a little bit. They start the movie, and I was actually reading something about it too. They wanted to kind of create like we don't see Lincoln's face like right off the bat. It's kind of this silhouette ish, kind of this legacy of Lincoln look. And then we go to that intro title scene. So they kind of give us what we all want, you know, him held up on this pedestal. But then it goes kind of, you know, the Lincoln scene. And then it goes to like um, shortly after that, Mary kind of busting his balls, um, you know, in, in the bedroom there, kind of give him a hard time about stuff. And they're kind of, you know, that little bicker back and forth that happens um, with couples. And then he goes and sees Todd to the point where like he literally like puts himself down on the floor and just lays there. And I'm always a big believer in kind of humanizing characters. And then that, I think, is so important and kind of sets the stage for Lincoln that we're not going to put him on this huge pedestal. We're going to show the ups and downs of Lincoln. Um, you know, there's some tense moments with Lincoln. Sometimes Lincoln comes off harsh. Um, a couple scenes with Mary Todd, the one with Robert. Um, and it kind of sets that stage for that, which I think is so important to the movie and lets you know this isn't just going to be some, you know, um, I don't even know how to say it, like, you know, banging our drum saying he's the greatest ever. We're going to be honest with kind of how we're portraying this. Mm -hmm. And to me, that just sets the stage so much to the movie, gives it so much credibility to, I think, like historians watching it too um, and stuff that we know it's not going to go, you know, out to this crazy right field um, with it. So to me, that's kind of really caught my eye kind of go with the lesser thought about scene too yeah and i think that and, and i really like that scene with tad um and i you know talking about we've kind of talked a lot about performance i thought sally field was great oh, yeah. um, she was terrific and like really humanizing the because you know when we've talked about this on the show here and there about how her mental illness i think it's really mistold and misunderstood and stigmatized in a way that's really unfair, not just to her, but to, you know, many people. Um, but when you see her, she's not like this crazy lady, you know, she's got an immense amount of stress and grief and, you know, Oh, she comes off witty as hell in that one exchange. Oh, like and yeah. the, yeah. the receiving line. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. like going toe for scene. toe with Tommy Lee, who's just like, dish and dirt on everybody in that movie like the other scene i was going to think about going with there was the point where like where he has to basically put his politics to the side so they can get the votes and then he turns all that basically he makes that phrase saying you know i don't believe in like equality for all humans or i forget how it's worded before um, the law yeah, yeah yeah and then then he turns it on that one guy obviously i can't because you're inferior you you know you idiot and he's like making fun of him i'm like damn i was like mr That's wood like, so yeah. aptly named yeah, that <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> treated yeah exactly that, that yeah. was awesome <laughs> yeah um and and it, yeah it, and i just the, the script is what always gets me like how do you start the story 
you know, how do you, in the way that they did it, they brought in the Gettysburg Address in a way, they, well, not in a way, like, they, they read it, other characters read it, which was pretty cool. Um, and then you immediately, and I think it's important that the first real dialogue that he has is with soldiers, and then it's with his family. It's not in the cabinet room. It's not delivering a speech. It's it's real, and it's reveals mm-hmm. the humanity of the characters. Yeah, that's what I like about that scene that you talk about, Nick. Is just it's him as a human, and it was. I remember watching the movie the first time. And it's like Lincoln is on the screen and he's with his wife and the way he's sitting in, I think he's sitting on a bed and his mm-hmm. like feet are up on a chair and he's, they're just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like laying, laying in the bed or something. Yeah. Like yeah. laying down. And then of course they end up in a fight and yeah. Yeah. And it's, and they, yeah, it's, it's just so that the, the dialogue and I remember talking to some people that had watched like, Oh man, it's, there's so much dialogue in that movie. But like it, every word carries so much weight. You know, it's so dense. You know, there's there's no. It's not like they're just chatting. You know, everything reveals something about the characters, and I think it works for people. Obviously, it works for us, and we're Lincoln enthusiasts. Um, but I've watched it with some family members and other people who were not, and totally were understood what was going on, and were able to follow it. And I think that it's that storytelling. Well, I mean, There's also some scenes in the movie too that are made for the Lincoln enthusiasts like us, like the part in the scene that Nick is talking about where Lincoln, he taps his head, you know, and he says, how's the coconut? And he says that to Mary, Mary Lincoln, he's referring to her having a migraine and asking her how her head is feeling because she suffered from migraines. And then there's also the scene where he refers to um, like his cabinet members when he says to Stanton, um, god of calls him god of war mm-hmm. and if you're not a lincoln enthusiast you might not pick up on why is he calling stanton god of war or saying to gideon wells um shake thy hoary locks neptune mm-hmm. yeah you might yeah. not so there's those little things in there that really like the make the lincoln enthusiasts like us smile and like mm-hmm. say like yeah we get it mm-hmm. but it also shows his character like he he really yep. said things like that you know third yep. or fourth god of war and yeah um and I, yeah i thought the stanton you know, very, again, very little dialogue. Um, getting annoyed with Lincoln twice, I think is really all he does in the, <laughs> and then yeah, he gets the, day. of course he gets the, <laughs> he gets the final line and now he belongs to the ages, which is awesome. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I agree that, that, um, those scenes where he's talking about the battles and, you know, uh, in the, you, well, you were talking about that, the telegraph room. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that scene. Yeah. It's, it's just well, really, really, really well done. I enjoy that scene because I I think it gives you a sneak peek into like how he thinks logically. Yeah. Like he's going through that uh, I, some math theory. I'm a history teacher. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Probably all of us listening don't know math. Um, it, it, just kind of that thought process and how he views stuff very logical. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of just how he put it. I, I thought that was just a great scene. And I you know using the story too to tie those guys in there. And Kylo Ren was in there yeah it yep. came to me yep. like his voice i'm like oh yeah that's right that's mm-hmm. kind of, sorry to go star wars everybody look how old yep. i've become yeah um <laughs> sorry um hey, you got kind but, of mad at me there when i came in you gave me a look like oh no, 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 bring no. up kylo ren and star wars no dude look who you're talking to um interestingly and i need to point this out the executive producer of lincoln kathleen kennedy 
also took over now the president and CEO of Lucasfilm. Not a coincidence that she continues to do great, great work. So this is why it's inevitable that we will have a crossover pod with Blockade Runner. <laughs> yeah, for some friends of ours, have a Star Wars podcast <laughs> called the, the Star Wars podcast called the Blockade Runner, which is actually really similarly run to this particular episode where they just kind of talk about yeah Star Wars stuff. We're talking about Lincoln stuff, but uh, yeah, um, the Kathleen Kennedy produced ton you know, most of Steven Spielberg's uh, films. Um, and now as president of Lucasfilm, um, and obviously Spielberg and Lucas were friends and colleagues in many different um, films and, and in life in general. Um, so yeah, like I, I like Adam Driver. A little no, creepy. Yeah, he's a great actor. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he's that. awesome. Yep. Countdown, countdown, the Last Jedi. It's getting exciting. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's like the only crossover. There's Adam Driver and Kathleen Kennedy. I think that's it. I'm, I'm sure Sally Field watches. Yeah, she's probably a fan. She may have read for Leia back in the day. Probably not. Um, so I, let's go to my scene, if that works for, for y'all. Um, I chose certainly not my favorite scene, but I think it kind of goes along with the conversation we're having. The way that they chose to end the film and show the assassination, or not show the assassination, I thought, I thought was genius because... There's a little bit that I'm not 100% on board with when he's, he has that really good conversation with the attendant at the White House. And there's kind of that eye roll moment where Mrs. Lincoln wants you to wear your gloves and he's just like, oh, she, you know, she's always blah, 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 whatever. Um, and there's a little tiny bit of like, uh, Mr. Lincoln, are you ready to go to the theater? And everybody in the audience is like, wah, wah, like, oh, this is not good. They um, hold on his face too, don't they? A little bit. Yeah, yeah it, it it, there's a yeah. little sliver of that, like, cheese. We all, we all, know, did you really have to say you have an appointment to go to the theater? Like, and then he's walking down the hall, and I thought that's where the film was going to end. The first time I saw it, I'm thinking, oh, all right, and then, you know, <laughs> there it is. And then they and then they kept rolling. I'm like, okay, are they going to show Major Rathbone now? Are they, you know, what, what, how far into this are we going to go? Well, then they cut to a movie or not a movie theater. They cut to a theater, and I'm like, oh no, 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 don't do this. And then then again, Mary, like people that are Lincoln enthusiasts, see the actors on stage and like, oh, that's is it Alibaba? I think Alibaba and the Forty Thieves, yep. a children's play. And I then immediately knew, like, oh god. You know, this is how they're going to tell it. And so you see that, you know, the actor in kind of, I guess at the time, Arab-looking clothing. So, okay, you kind of establish, like, okay, this is not our American cousin. And they show Tad, and then the theater director comes out and says, the president's been shot, the president's been shot at Ford's Theater. And you see, and for that kid who was, I think, like nine years old at the time, um, great acting with him holding onto that railing and screaming, while the whole crowd kind of goes into pandemonium to me was just such a brilliant way to show that event because, and I, and I, it's just kudos to Spielberg because I don't know if it was more him or more the screenwriter, but you don't, you show so much emotion without actually showing the event. And it's just such a great storytelling piece and a filmmaking decision. Um, well, I thought it was great. With the storyline of the movie, I don't think you can win with a four theater scene. No. There, there's no way you can pull no, it off. No, you couldn't. No. Just the way they kind of shot everything, there's just, and yeah, there's just no way you can pull it off. And that's perfect. 
And because I think when you see something that's so famous, you don't get the emotional connection. Throwing Todd in there, I think you get more of an emotional response. Dude, from that's the twice. It's Tad. What did I say? Todd, Todd again? Yeah. Dang it, Tad. <laughs> I get so it. I, I got Mary Todd a lot and Robert Todd written in your me. notes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, well, it happens. Yeah, my bad. Uh, Tad. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I agree. Great scene. And yeah, it's that that was powerful. I cried. I I'm, did too. Okay. I did not. Of course you didn't. Yep. Heartless. Um, I got I got a little emotional watching it today. Um, and I, you know, part of it, it's just I did. I I, I, I didn't cry. I got I've, emotional. I've but. cried in exactly one movie. And that was it. And I'm not. I'm not ashamed to notebook. It. I haven't seen the Notebook. How have you been asking the Notebook, dude? <laughs> because I've seen I've seen I've, Lincoln like 30 times. That takes up like 90 hours. Yeah. I've never seen the Notebook either. Once again, why I'm cooler. I was gonna say even on every possible thing. Home sweet Alabama, anyway. <laughs> Other than like you and me being American and Mary not, I think that's the only thing that that you have not lost out on today not that there's winners and losers in this <laughs> podcast uh, but nobody anyway. wants to hear three people just agree the whole time i agree so, i agree so. i agree i agree you're absolutely right uh but that scene and then leading into the uh deathbed scene which is brief and well done and interesting choice for the lincoln enthusiasts i think you see mary being escorted out so you don't have the stanton get that woman out of here line mm-hmm. <laughs> which is good we didn't you know probably didn't need yeah. that in the movie no. um but like if you're up on lincoln or lincoln enthusiast you know like okay that just happened we you know the audience didn't see it but that's where we are in this in the story if you don't know that you get to see like okay she's obviously grieving and hysterical and you know being you know with i think she's with elizabeth keckley in that point and then we go to the deathbed and then we see him expire and then now he belongs to the ages and then how they transition that into the second inaugural and kind of a flashbacky cinematography cool effects way i just thought it was really really a good way to end the movie yeah i thought that was the perfect way to end the movie and i mean i was in tears by by that point and i just love that they ended with the second inaugural it was so powerful i i love the second inaugural i love uh tad um scene personally i don't need the bed scene but i don't know if they could have gotten away without having you know you got such the iconic line in there Mm -hmm. like i almost felt like personally i I guess i'm asking you guys do you feel like you needed that bed scene in there i feel like you needed the second i really like that they had the second inaugural i like that part i like that and i don't know how you transition from tad Holding onto the rail, screaming. Valid point. To the second, like I think you had to have something in there. Now it could have been the funeral train, like Ooh, in, like, like in a dark, you know, like with with not a lot of sound. Mm-hmm. It could have been just a, some grieving people, you know. That I think that would have worked. And probably way more expensive than the deathbed. I don't know, but that would, kind of would have been cool to see that. Um, Mary, what do you think? As hard as the bad scene was, I think it was pertinent to the movie because you got to hear Stanton's famous line now he belongs to the ages and that is you know it's written on Lincoln's tomb and it's just so connected with him and it leads so perfectly into the second inaugural like and those are the words that are inscribed in the Lincoln Memorial so it's almost like it's immortal that it needs to be there and 
you know the the scene is like with malice towards none with charity to all like it's there and i think it's perfect the way it ended all right i, I think you guys convinced me i'm bored with you as much as it pains me tonight you know who else was in that scene john wilkes booth was in the well i mean in the this, yeah. literally the scene was uh um gordon levitt your boy yes well, was I, was thinking, I was thinking the second inaugural because John Wilkes Booth oh, right. was not the second yeah. inaugural. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, but yeah, that's I, I yeah I like. I mean, I think you need a little bit of closure. Although, I, like him walking down that hallway, being the you know, if that were the last time he was on screen, I thought that was pretty powerful. And by the way, yeah. if you read, um, I've always referenced Michael Burlingame, but he kind of talks about Lincoln's physicality and his walk. Like he describes it as like he would the way he walked is like it looked like he was consciously lifting up a foot and like stomping it down in a way like it wasn't a very smooth gait and you really see that when he's walking down that hallway you see him kind of like the way again I'm pantomiming this that nobody can see but he like lifts up his foot and like it's if you watch that scene take note of how he walks I th- like I think Daniel Day Lewis's characterization got to the point of getting the walk right. No, mm-hmm. I mean. You get lost in his performance. You don't even know it's Daniel Day-Lewis. I, I agree. No, I thought I thought it was Lincoln when I first when I went to watch the movie at the local theater. I thought I am looking at Abraham Lincoln, and I've been waiting for this my whole life. It was amazing to see it finally. And then I think for that reason that so many people are waiting for a movie like this that you have to have the you know I think as from like if I was in charge of the movie you have to put it in. For the people who've waited so long, um, with the the bed scene there, yeah, actually... right. And and there are, I don't. There are so few elements of like fan service or things that they're doing just for, like rah rah Lincoln people or like if you're really going to like Nick brought it brought it up at the top or during the show. Like this is not like a, you know, it, I think it told a story and it and it and it showed Lincoln and it was not like a puff piece. It was not like a um exceptionalism it was you know i felt it was very real and they made all of the right choices kathleen kennedy and she made most of the choices when she was on for executive producer but spielberg um the the choosing the 13th amendment um bringing in doris kearns goodwin as an advisor and using team of rivals as kind of the source material uh screenwriting like there's there's very few major things that i would say they should have done differently. Now, obviously, I, I wish they had done it like as a ten-part <laughs> series. They covered his entire yeah. life, and you know, every single major moment had its own three-hour movie. Clearly, that's what I would have preferred, but that was never going to happen. So, um, I'm okay with the way they did it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yep, I, I agree too. It, it it is actually my favorite movie. Mine too. It's hard. Though. I mean, it's like, a good it's, movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. I don't know if it's my favorite. I, I'd have to like sit down and think. Well, you know, Godfather movies, Star Wars movies. It's different. Yeah, Godfather and Star Wars are up there for me too. Godfather part but, two. But yeah, Lincoln. I watched that last night. Uh, but yeah, Lincoln. As far as biopics go, even trying to be subjective or as subjective as possible, I don't even know what you would put up with it in the conversation. I mean, obviously Gandhi and Patton, um, both. I believe both both best best picture winners but just not not nearly the attention to historic accuracy they were much more epic in nature and you know tried to tell a whole story 
great movies. Don't get me wrong, but I, like as far as like major historic historical bios, bios oh, yeah. I I don't think there's anything else in the running. To be honest, no. I can't even. Could you? I guess not a movie, John Adams miniseries, but no, that's better than that. But that's so different; it's hard to compare those. That's two. what I wanted it to be. Yeah, <laughs> um, it would have been. You know, you know who they're not making a movie about? Miller no, Fillmore. <laughs> you know what make a great movie? And I thought about this the other day. Chester, I want a Chester A. Arthur movie. That w- I honestly, that wouldn't be bad because he was so corrupt. That could actually be a series. And then, like, he turned, you know, he gets those letters from that, um, I forget her name. And then he's like, yeah, I need to, you know, Mm -hmm. get my act together. And then you had, like, the whole, you know, Garfield angle to it. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe we need to do this. And then we'll write our own script and And then watch watch it collect dust. And the fact that more people know Millard Fillmore than Chester A. Arthur bugs me, too. So I want Fillmore at the bottom of that list. (laughs) But, you know, the drama of any vice president, you know, ascending the presidency through assassination, there's there's a lot of drama. I agree, there. and I think he's got a kind of unique story, too, to it all and how he got there. So, so. sorry. All right. Hop on uh, that tangent. Yeah. Um, we were about ready to wrap up. We do definitely want to uh, spend some more time talking about the movie here and there. We won't do it often, but we'll do it from time to time just because, obviously, we're fans of it and we really like it. We um, should break it down with Dr. Cornelius. Yeah, and Doctor, actually, I, would like I to think see. I was th- I was just thinking about Doctor Cornelius because we had a conversation. I think it was off air about because there's a debate, or there was a debate. Uh, it's I think it's been settled for the most part now, but over whether uh, Stanton said now he belongs to the ages or the angels. Yes, there was a debate because some people in the room thought or claimed he said angels, others said ages, and then like the theory was, and there's some horrible theories about Stan that are completely wrong, but this is maybe one of them. The theory was that he felt ages sounded better. It was one of those like, yeah, I should have said that. And then he just kind of went with that narrative. Like, no, I said ages. Um, cause it sounds better. Um, but I think in Dr. Cornelius like mentioned, Oh no, so-and-so was there and wrote it down. And you know, um, there was some other thing, no, it was pencil broke. So some, there were some other things said, but they definitely know that he said ages. I think it's been proven. If Doctor Cornelius said it, I mean, he isn't he like the end yeah. all say all yes. on Lincoln? Yes. I mean, didn't Daniel Day Lewis go to Doctor Cornelius to go? How do I play this? I don't know. They yeah. visited. <laughs> I, I'm assuming they. We he visited. He visited the museum. You had to talk to him. You figured. I would think so. I don't know. We should have asked him. Why did we not ask? We, he, we need well, to get Cornelius to dial. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to. D. Lewis. And then uh, I could tell him I'm Team Liam. I don't. And that ruined the whole I don't episode. Be that guy. I don't want to go down to <laughs> to speak with a Lincoln scholar and be like, "Tell me about the time you talked to somebody famous." I was also scared. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to look at stuff, but I was also scared to ask that. Yeah, like, oh yeah, can we see like all of Lincoln's personal belongings that you have? Could I wear his top hat? I was literally just gonna say that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so anyway, we'll talk about the movie some more. Um, maybe we'll throw a bonus episode out there sometime of like a commentary track. I think that'd be fun. But I think what it would, that would be, be awesome. it'd be like the three of us being like, "Oh, I love this. Oh yeah, this is awesome. This is so awesome. awesome. <laughs> this is the best part ever." Until to- uh, Robert, to- now you had me second yeah. guessing that. Until Robert comes on screen. So Rob- Robert Tad Lincoln. Yeah, Robert Tad Lincoln comes on and it, and uh, you know, um, uh, Grant. And then I'm like, look at look at the yeah, Grant. Look at look at the lines. This is so I can't believe this. I can't believe this. <laughs> He's accepting Lee's surrender. By the way, the guy that plays Lee. He's like a dude on commercials. Like you'll see him because he doesn't have any dialogue. He just looks like Robert yeah. E. Lee. I was wondering. I was thinking that in my head. I'm like I wonder who that is. Yeah, 
He was. I saw him at something else. I'm like that dude. That's the that's Lee. He played a dad and something. I Are you know. sure? Did you like fact check it? <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm I am all over IMDb. I love IMDb. It's a great website actually to find stuff. Yeah, too. All right. Um, that's before... where you can find our credits for the Chester A. Arthur movie that's coming yeah. out down the road. <laughs> Uh, before we uh, we wrap up, we do want to throw a couple shout-outs. Make sure that you um, head over to iTunes and provide us a rating and or review. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, we don't have any to read this week, but uh, we would like to read a few on air if we could. Uh, so give us a rating on iTunes. Jump uh, on it right now. Right now. Right now. Pause so, it. Do it. Pause <laughs> it because there's going to be a couple, you know, a little gems here at the end. But uh, Right. And, and just uh, in full disclosure, the reason we're doing that is because we want your feedback. Ultimately, we want to make the show as, better, as best we can. But also, my only goal for this podcast is for someone, when you type in Abraham Lincoln Podcast in Google or your search window on iTunes, that we pop up. Because I just want to get to people that are looking for something like this. This is why we exist. Because I was like, I want to listen to an Abraham Lincoln Podcast. And I could not find one, so I'm like, well, the freaking Lincoln Logs is like the top. It's terrible. It's not terrible. It's just different. It's not an Abraham Lincoln podcast. It's, it's Lincoln. Lo- and then like the, I guess we can't bam out the Gettysburg Address. Yeah. What, isn't that ahead of us? <laughs> yeah, like always? someone someone just recorded the Gettysburg Address and threw it up on a podcast. They put it up like new every day too. Like, Do they really? Like the date changes on that all the time. I don't know. But anyway, I just want people to get to us who are looking for an Abraham Lincoln podcast. Right now, word of mouth has been amazing. Our little Twitter community is like mm-hmm. it gets me through the day sometimes it's awesome so we really appreciate that and please continue to tell your friends and we're growing every day big big podcast news today uh when we're recording this we're recording this one week before it posts we surpassed 1000 listens 1000 downloads which is big Yay. for us well, yeah we're pretty excited and i only downloaded it 500 times yeah no, yeah only 500 more so <laughs> i i do everything i can to listen to it on my computer before i post it so that i don't count my own downloads so do y'all listen like to episode after theirs? I listen to it just to make sure that it sounds okay. No. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no. I can't listen to it because I you don't, don't like even, my yeah, voice. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't even. Uh, I, yeah. I, 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 I was just curious. I, I don't think anything. I just. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we just want to get out there to people who want us, and we have a thousand. And I looked up today. I'm like, you know, I wonder how many, how many, how many records you have to sell to be gold. And like, I thought there was like bronze and aluminum. It starts at gold, and we need five hundred thousand. Well, I thought you. Were, but I'm gonna say I thought you were gonna say like we were we're a bronze thought, a bronze if, podcast. If we, were, if we were a record, we would be aluminum. <laughs> no, we appreciate each and every listen. Tell your friends and keep spreading the word. We appreciate that. Uh, this week in Lincoln, um, I chose this week in Lincoln this week, and I wanted to go with a back to school theme because we're all getting back at it, and it is late August, early September, so we're all kind of in the back to school. Mind, there is a beautiful school building in our hometown or where we're recording from, Rockford, Illinois, Lincoln Middle School. Rock Vegas. (laughs) Rock, yeah, something like that. Uh, We have a lot of civic pride. I really like where I'm from. There is a school, Lincoln Middle School, which is a beautiful, beautiful, especially from the outside, old school building. It's got big uh, stone pillars. Um, It was built, I believe, in the 1930s with some New Deal money, so it's kind of a historic place it's right down kind of downtown right by our big hospital and stuff. originally high school am i right or i no? am not sure about that okay um i don't think so but anyway it's abraham lincoln middle school Here. what what qualifies it for this week in lincoln their mascot the loggers that's awesome <laughs> the lincoln, better, it might change the rail splitters but yeah i was gonna say the lincoln loggers i was like really cool. what's the, the do they loggers? have like a a mascot 
they had a they have I've seen some really cool t-shirts kids wearing around town with like this like like competitive fierce looking Abraham Lincoln and it says loggers I'm like that's more named after a toy than a the damn Lincoln logs <laughs> that's why the guy's number one on the podcast <laughs> yeah it's it's like that the Lincoln log toy more so than Abraham Lincoln, but I'm okay with it because I, it's alliterative and it sounds it's kind of funny. That's why it's on this weekend. It's kind of funny. Are you kids going to uh, go there? Are they no, no. Where my kids will go to Dwight David Eisenhower, the Eagles. Yeah, of course. Because yeah, yeah. Why not? We, it has to be has to be alliterative or sound with start the same letter. All right, so yeah, Lincoln Middle School. Shout out to Lincoln those folks. Uh, uh, however, it is on Charles Street. And my son's name is Charles, so like, uh, that's I don't know what that has to do with anything. But it is a cool, it is a cool building, very cool building. Yep, it's a cool building. To check out, and they had, um, I think it was like their fifth, no, it would have been their seventy fifth anniversary. They had a real big Abraham Lincoln kind of between the pillars. It almost looks like you know when museums do that between big pillars. Yeah, like, um, uh, they yeah. had a Lincoln, yeah. and it's, it was really really well done. So they they are definitely still honoring Abraham Lincoln with not only the name but. As with the legacy of the building. So that's pretty cool. Um, any parting thoughts, Mary or Nick? I think it was really awesome that we got to talk about the movie. And I think it opens the door to having more episodes about the movie. You know, maybe talking about supporting characters in it, like Fernando Wood or mm -hmm. Mary Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes. Nick, anything? I would, we could break down that movie next 24 episodes right and we definitely will revisit it because it was fun i really enjoyed it so um yep. we'll, we'll definitely do that i do want to mention one <laughs> i do want to mention one more thing and i know we're kind of adding a lot to the end of the show but one more thing this is episode 13 now most of the time podcasts when they get to episode 100 do something big it's like a big milestone for podcasting and, and I, I certainly hope we get to 100 and if we do we definitely will try to do something big however we would like to do something really big for episode 16, because why wouldn't we? Hell yeah. Uh, so if anybody has any ideas for something we could do that would be fun, and I'm not talking huge, like, you know. A three Lincoln Washington giveaway. Oh, what? $16. What? Oh, 16. Oh, three. Well, I got you. Three Lincolns <laughs> and a Washington giveaway. $16. <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll do some giveaways. We'll do whatever. We'll try to get a guest What's on, the but, conversion rate up there for uh, that in Canada? <laughs> Oh no. no, so, no. But if you have any if anybody out there has any ideas on something fun we could do for episode sixteen, so we kinda wanna make it a big deal um for episode sixteen, maybe something a little out of the ordinary, something um a little different, by all means uh send us some suggestions because uh we kinda wanna do it up for episode sixteen. I'm gonna give away three Lincolns and a Washington. Nick has so. Nick has volunteered to do a drawing for borrow some money. Yeah, six, he got 16 bucks on you. He got changed for 20. So, um, all right. So, give us some ideas for episode 16. Tweet at us and follow us on Twitter at RailSplitterPod, Instagram at RailSplitterPod. You can email us at the RailSplitterPodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Don't forget to review us. And give us a rating and review on iTunes. Please uh, review us. Please review us. And we will. Uh, ask you to keep walking the world with malice toward none and charity for all and we will see you next week